None of the content on this or any episode of the Kratom Science Podcast, Kratom Science Journal Club, or on any page of KratomScience.com is intended, nor should it be considered medical claims or medical advice. This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. statement kratom is safe and the statement kratom is unsafe are meaningless political statements they're not scientific neither of those statements convey accurate information and the word kratom is anything from fresh leaf from a tree to extract shots where the alkaloid profile has been manipulated to result in a more opium like effect Here's a more accurate statement. The majority of adult human beings who consume plain leaf kratom seem to do so safely, meaning they don't have toxic adverse events and they don't die. At high enough doses, you can absolutely fuck yourself up or kill yourself on kratom alone. I'm not talking about plain leaf kratom, but although... That's also possible, but it's extremely unlikely, and I doubt, I have no idea if it's ever been done unless there was a pre-existing condition and mixed with other substances. These kids get a hold of these Kratom extracts and do 8, 9, 10 shots a day. Like this guy in this news story I'm going to talk about, and actually he wasn't a kid, he was 33 years old. Yeah. They're going to do some damage at the very least. So it's very important when we say Kratom is safe not to shorthand that. We're talking about plain leaf Kratom at moderate to low doses and not mixed with other substances that are going to cause an adverse interaction. The kid who was drinking eight or nine Kratom shots apparently... We don't have any evidence for any of this, and I'm sure the fucking... I'm sure nobody's even bothered to gather evidence. But eight or nine Kratom shots, vaping Kratom, and they say he only has 50% of his lung capacity. And yes, there are Kratom vapes. This is uh, new information to me, too, but if you just Google it, you see there are companies actually selling Kratom vapes. We have no idea what the fuck that does. But eight or nine Kratom shots, eight or nine Kratom drinks, like tea drinks, they they probably, they have those too. They're bottled like tea drinks. That's way too much. The more you do, the more it increases the risk of toxicity. Safe is a meaningless fucking concept when you're trying to convey accurate information. Safe or unsafe is propaganda. Doctors give out fentanyl every day to people who are getting colonoscopies and for other procedures. It's fentanyl, and that context is safe. When fentanyl is an illicit street drug of unknown dosage, potency, then the risk of adverse events increases. That's it. There's no shorthand in that. The dose makes the poison with anything. Green tomatoes has a compound in it called tomatine. If you extract that, enough of it, 
can be toxic. Enough of anything can be toxic, but I'm just using examples from everyday household items. The number one cause of herb-induced liver injury, that's actually a term, green tea extract. Are you worried that green tea is unsafe? Well, it can be at high enough doses. Same with kratom. But they're not going to shorthand green tea extract in the media. They're not going to just say somebody died from green tea. They're going to say green tea extract. Caffeine extract. Pure caffeine powder. There was a guy in Australia. It was either Australia or New Zealand. I forget which. Whose parents sued the company. He died from taking one teaspoon of this extra strong caffeine extract that you didn't see the media going coffee kills man because we know we're not talking about the same thing as coffee well it's the same fucking thing with kratom if some kid starts shooting back extract shots eight nine ten a day clearing out two different gas stations worth that's not the same thing as what we're doing with plain leaf kratom Okay, so if you don't know shit about Kratom, and this is the first you're hearing about it, don't do Kratom extracts if you want to be safe. So when people hear Kratom is safe, Kratom is safe, they go into a store and they see an extract shot with Kratom, and they said, wow, that feels good. I'm going to get a whole case of these. Well, then whoever told them Kratom is safe and use shorthand is irresponsible. When that kid's parents... When he gets uh, liver failure or whatever the fuck these kids are getting, and that kid's parents are aggrieved, and they say Kratom is the devil, they don't know what the fuck we're doing. They don't know about plain leaf Kratom. So that's why I want to be honest about what's going on with Kratom. That's what science is about. Science relies on evidence. Politics doesn't rely on shit. You can just talk out of your ass and have a career in politics. You can't do that with a career in science. It relies on evidence. So I want to stick to the evidence. I'm working right now on a paper about drug interactions with Kratom. And I'll speak more about that probably on a later podcast. But Kratom can interact with a lot of prescription drugs that are CYP. 3A4 or CYP2D6 inhibitors because Kratom is also a CYP3A4 and CYP2D6 inhibitor. And I'm talking about enzymes in the cytochrome P450 family. It's a family of enzymes that metabolize a lot of drugs in the liver. So if you take Kratom with grapefruit juice, you could have a adverse interaction because it slows down the metabolism of kratom and kratom slows down the metabolism of uh, a lot of these prescription drugs so if you're not careful you could have an adverse event taking extracts will increase that likelihood just because of the strength of the extract just tastes longer to metabolize and combine with whatever prescription drug you're taking then it becomes unsafe but It increases the likelihood of a toxic adverse event. Antihistamines. It's a big one. 
somebody's prescribed antihistamines, goes and cleans out two gas stations worth of Kratom extract shots to take in one night, they're going to damage themselves. So it's important that people on the Kratom side speak frankly about it, let everybody know the difference of this plain leaf Kratom tea and these extracts. I don't think the extracts should be legal. I just think they should be restricted in a way that allows people to learn about them. Because somebody hears Kratom is safe, Kratom is safe, and I'm trying to be very clear the difference between plain leaf Kratom powder and extracts. Somebody hears Kratom is safe, Kratom is safe, they go out to a gas station, first thing they see is extract shot labeled Kratom, and they think that's Kratom. It's on them to do research before putting a ton of anything in their body. However, it's also on organizations like us and everybody else to communicate the fact that there's a higher risk of adverse events, mostly in combined with other drugs, if you're taking a whole shit ton of extract shots. But they can do damage on their own. I totally believe there's been Kratom alone deaths. Not many out of millions of people that use it. But there's been green tea extract alone deaths, caffeine alone deaths. But they have to take a massive amount because anything can be toxic. To say that you can't overdose on Kratom alone is just fucking false. But it has to be a massive amount and it's pr- and that is going to get into your body and not metabolize out in time through these extracts. Eight, nine, ten shots a day he was drinking over a period of time. That'll build up in your system. I'm going to read this news story. It's from NBC DFW Channel 5. That's uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. This is a story out of Bedford, Texas. Headline is, Bedford family speaks out on kratom dangers after son's overdose. Doctors have some concerns about the substance, and lawmakers in Austin are trying to crack down on it. This is from uh, April 4th, 2023. A Bedford family is sounding the alarm on a little-known substance that their son overdosed on. It's called Kratom, and anyone over 18 can buy it legally in Texas. Doctors have some concerns, and lawmakers are trying to crack down on the drug. Quote, I wish I had known, unquote, said Linda, who did not want to share her last name due to privacy concerns for her family. She said she'd never even heard of Kratom until addiction rocked her family. Her son, Josh, started buying Kratom drinks from corner stores to help with depression last year. Quote, he was drinking eight, nine, or ten of them a day, unquote, said Linda. And when she says Kratom drinks, there are bottled drinks, so it's possible that he was getting uh, tea. Number one, that's way too much tea a day. I mean, even if they're a teaspoon, that much a day. But corner stores, that means extract shots. Of course, they're not really going to investigate this, although this article is pretty good. It's pretty comprehensive. So I will give props to Alana Quillen, who wrote this for NBC DFW, uh, Channel 5. Quote, he was vaping it. He was taking it in pill form, unquote, said Linda. Quote, and it has done about 50% damage to his lungs, unquote. Yes, there are Kratom vapes. I googled it. There are fucking Kratom vapes available. By companies who apparently don't give a flying fuck 
whether or not their uh, customers are being used as lab rats, because we don't know what fucking vaping Kratom does. Nobody does. But you can just drop the fucking people have used it for thousands of years line when we're talking about heavy extracts and vapes and shit like that, because nobody's ever done Kratom at these doses. So it's a big fucking experiment. Back to the story. Last week, Josh's family said he overdosed. Combined with his diabetes, doctors said it nearly killed him. All right, here we go. He has diabetes. He's probably taking some drugs for that diabetes as well. But I'm, I am not fucking blaming any of the drugs and his diabetes. It was taking eight, nine, ten shots a day that got him into trouble, okay? We can look and see if there's evidence in, in that, but if that's what he was doing, then it was the Kratom. Extract shots. If he was having eight, nine, ten cups of plain leaf tea, that would have still been too much. Probably would have made him sick and been bad for his health, uh, combined with the diabetes. But I don't think he would have ended up in the ICU. Quote, we did everything we thought we could do. He seemed to be on the road to recovery. We thought he was past the point of needing this in his life, but we were wrong, unquote, said Linda. At 33, he has spent the past week fighting for his life in the ICU. Linda said he has stabilized, but the road to recovery will be a long one for him. Quote, thankfully, he's coming out of the woods, but he's still having hallucinations, unquote, said Linda. And hallucinations, I mean, we've been over that, but a huge, like, medical ordeal like this, and he's hallucinating. Uh, he He might not have slept in several days. Uh, he's probably going through some massive withdrawals and... He has diabetes, so his blood sugar is probably all fucked up. Kratom is not a hallucinogenic drug. I'll repeat, in case you didn't hear my last episodes, read the article, went on TikTok, saw my TikTok video about Kratom and hallucinations and psychosis. It's just far-fetched that Kratom is a direct cause of psychosis or hallucinations. Quote, if we're going to sell them, if we're going to sell it like a vitamin or an herbal supplement, then let's regulate it and decide how much of that is good for the average person, unquote. Thank you, Linda. Linda from Bedford, Texas. Thank you. Exactly. I 100% agree with Linda from Bedford, Texas, whose son is in the fucking ICU and almost died. She didn't say ban Kratom. She didn't say criminalize consumers. She said, let's regulate it and decide what dose of it is good and what's toxic. A hundred percent. Linda, if you're listening, and uh, Josh, I would love to have you on the podcast to talk about exactly what happened, exactly how Josh developed. Obviously, he developed a dependency that got out of control, and it's an addiction. You can get addicted to Kratom regulate shit based on science and and intelligence like linda's intelligence something terrible happened to her son because of kratom extracts and she's not ban it ban it she doesn't want to hurt other people she wants to be regulated so people like her son don't get hurt that's why the family is pushing for more regulation education and awareness of the effects kratom can have on the body quote i don't want some mother having to do what i have dealt with this past week, unquote, said Linda. Quote, worrying that I'm going to lose my son and be burying him next week instead of sitting down at Easter dinner on Sunday, unquote. And so the rest of the article, there's pretty, for a fucking news channel, this has a pretty decent history of Kratom. 
they quote this doctor who's not quite an expert, but that's all right. He's a guy from Fort Worth. Fort Worth, Dallas, and you always got to get a local guy. So the rest of the article is pretty good. I will link it in the description. Well, uh, from his mom, Lynn, I'm going to more quotes. Be aware, do your own due diligence. Tell them not to assume that the person who is selling it to them is telling the truth. My son thought that he was being told the truth, that it wasn't addictive, and it wasn't habit-forming. See? That kind of shit. When you, when you shorthand these things, it is just sucks for people and it's dangerous. Don't shorthand, don't say Kratom isn't addictive. It's the same as safe and unsafe. People can get addicted to Kratom, they can get addicted to everything. Kratom can cause dependency. Uh, we're starting to say that, I think, more on our side. It can cause dependency, but there's a difference between dependency and addiction. That's why millions of people who do Kratom don't end up in the ICU. That's addiction. You can't just do as much as you want and not get hurt. It's it's It'd be good for us to put out that message. Um, here's some more from Linda. She's pushing for more research and for something to change before someone else gets hurt or worse. Quote, I know my son is an adult. This is completely on him. He knew better. At the same time, there's that 17, 18-year-old who probably should know better but doesn't, unquote, she said. Quote, that's the one I want this to help. That's the one I want to see this get regulated so that they don't end up like my son, unquote. Thank you, Linda. That's taking personal responsibility right there. Linda from Bedford, Texas, and Josh, I would love to have you guys on the podcast because we're trying to bridge the gap between people who have even lost people because of Kratom or polydrug use. Uh, some of them, we don't know whether it's just Kratom, pre-existing conditions. And I only say this not to let Kratom off the hook. Kratom, any substance can kill you. So Kratom may very well have, I've seen toxico a toxicology report. I've seen one where my tragedy was the only thing on there. And there's been a few, there's been a few published, but not many. And, and there's been pre-existing conditions. I'm sure Josh's diabetes didn't help, and I'm not going to blame that. If he wasn't doing Kratom, I know he wouldn't have been in the ICU. So, look, Kratom extracts almost fucking killed her son, and she's still advocating for regulation, research, education. So, I think the people on our side who it's helping, like me, I just said some Kratom today. It's helping me stay away from alcohol. It's beneficial to me. I'm never going to take that much fucking Kratom. I can't even do a goddamn tablespoon at once of plain leaf. So we, on our side, we can say we're concerned about these extracts as well. I don't want them to be outlawed because I think outlawing drugs is not the answer. But, I mean, we're talking about keeping ignorant people safe. And I don't say ignorant as in a negative, like we're all ignorant about something. And he was ignorant about Kratom. And she, and she even said of her own son, this is on him. I like Linda. I think you're awesome, Linda. And I'm sorry this happened to your son. And I wish I wish uh, this little podcast could have done more and our little website could have done more to prevent him from ending up like that. Oh, the only thing wrong with this article, it has the DEA drug fact sheet on the bottom. Cops aren't scientists, so don't rely on them. Otherwise, Atlanta, Atlanta, Quillen, I think you did a great uh, article there. Uh, I'm glad to see that um, T. 
TV news is still hiring actual uh, journalists. So I've been trying to do more safety stuff on here for the past year. I've had Dr. Prigelik on, and we talked about lead in Kratom. There were two podcast episodes about that. I, I wrote a big review about how Kratom could be toxic to the liver and, and how Kratom could possibly kill somebody. Uh I would like to talk to Josh and Linda um, in the future and just see exactly what happened. That's what we're not finding out from some people, especially if they lost somebody. How did it happen? How much Kratom was he taking? Uh, what kind? There's another lady named Troilana um, who was on the Kratom Guy show. And if, if you go on there uh, and you look for the episode with Troy Lana. She's from Canada, and she lost her son. And they were calling it a Kratom overdose, but it turned out to be multi-drug, I think. She went the positive route. I mean, I have no idea if I was in uh, a mom situation. I lost my, lost my son to something that I'd never heard of before. Maybe I'd want to ban it. You know, so you can't expect uh, people to be experts on, on drug policy. But, I'm, I'm, you know, it's going to hurt more people if you outlaw it. Because this stuff is definitely going to be mixed if it's outlawed everywhere. Luckily, where it's illegal, people get it from other states. They can get a relatively safe supply. But we know there's problems with adulteration and especially um, lead in in some of these uh, crappy Kratom products. So that's why these Kratom Consumer Protection Acts are good, in my opinion, as long as they're going to be enforced. Not if they're just going to be on the books so uh, companies can easily skirt around them. In Georgia, you know, they were thinking about restri- restrictions on amounts per serving of uh, mitragynine, and they were seeking to restrict the biggest extract company that's the biggest donor to the biggest kratom lobbyist group. So they are targeting the industry, but maybe this company should take some extra steps, and maybe extracts should be restricted to one serving sold. I don't know. I mean, alcohol can be sold, but everybody is every adult in the United States is pretty educated on what alcohol does, the difference between whiskey and wine and beer. But anyway, good for Linda from Bedford, Texas. Uh, I really appreciate you handling this intelligently and not reacting by trying to criminalize those of us who are most of us, I assure you that it helps. And um, yeah, if you want to reach out to me, you can email us. Science 2020 at gmail.com. I keep forgetting to give that email out because I want to hear from people. And uh, we also have a number if, if you would like to uh, get the word out about... Because we want to keep people safe. We think plain leaf... We think it's pretty dangerous to use anything more than plain leaf kratom unless you're very experienced and you're very disciplined about only taking small doses of that extract 412-353-9770 and anybody else want to call in with any comments 412-353-9770 and you can give me permission or or not uh, during your message it'll be a voicemail with whether I can play that online and you can be anonymous or not trying to do some more stuff with the podcast make it more interesting we're past 100 episodes and just call in. Call in and tell your Kratom story and we'll play it. We'll play it on the podcast. Give us your Kratom testimony and I'll, I'll definitely make room for it on a podcast episode. So yeah, we're still in the legislative session, so 
just going to update two states this week. You can always go on our 2023 state Kratom bills with sponsor contact information. Uh, that's an article that I keep updating weekly, bi-weekly. We have all the information about all the Kratom bills going on in the states, and I'll link that in the description as well. So there's a bill in Rhode Island that would legalize Kratom in the state and regulate it under a uh, Kratom consumer protection law. And Claudia Mirandi, who was on the Kratom Science Podcast, she is a pain patient advocate. Her focus is advocating for people to access prescription pain medication that's why a lot of people turn to Kratom. They are cut off from pain medication they needed for chronic pain. The CDC in 2016 issued guidelines overcorrecting uh, for the perceived opioid crisis, overreacting, and so doctors became afraid or intimidated into not prescribing pain pills to people who are in pain. So you get all these stories when you follow uh, Claudia's network about people who are in severe, extreme pain, like with cancer and everything else, and doctors just won't prescribe it because oh, they might be addicted to uh, pills uh, while they're dying of cancer. So it's just a ridiculous extension of the drug war, and I can't believe there's doctors going along with this. It's just insane, but... She did speak on behalf of the Kratom bill, and that was very nice of her. And it was very awesome because it lends legitimacy to the Kratom movement because she doesn't do Kratom. She's not a Kratom advocate. She's a pain patient advocate. She has nothing to do with Kratom industry. So thanks very much, Claudia, and I'm going to play that clip. Hi, I'm Claudia Moranti. I'm the founder of the Doctor Patient Forum. I am a pain patient advocate. Uh, I've lived with Crohn's disease since I was about five years old. I'm now 54. And I am dependent on two forms of chemotherapy. And I think what's happening with lawmakers, we're getting the word addicted and dependent confused. And I hope in the future that we can really separate the two. Now, I'm fortunate I have access to pain medication when I need it, but I hear from probably 600 people on a monthly basis who no longer have access to pain medication, including those with cancer, with sickle cell. Doctors have stopped prescribing FDA-approved opioids, which has been an abject failure in our country. Kratom has given these people some quality of life because it is effective for their pain. It helps with their suffering. And what's happening in Rhode Island is I can never get these people Kratom. And I called Dr. McDonald several years ago and I said, why on earth do you have a pension for a plant, right? You know, people in Rhode Island should be able to access Kratom, cannabis, FDA approved opioids. If they need it, it should be there. And I have no idea why we still have a Kratom ban in Rhode Island. Uh, I urge you folks to please lift this ban. Let's have safe Kratom available for 
people who struggle with pain, for people who struggle with addiction. That's probably the most important key in all of this. I advocate for people with substance use disorder who do not want to be handcuffed to pharmaceuticals like buprenorphine or methadone. They don't want to be handcuffed to these medications. Kratom allows these people to live quality-filled lives. It helps with their addiction. They are not addicted to Kratom, but it gives them some quality of life. And for all of those reasons, I encourage you folks to please, please, let's stop legislating medicine. Let's lift this ban on Kratom. Let's give Rhode Islanders what they need to live quality-filled lives. All right. Thanks a lot, Claudia Morandi. She is from Rhode Island. She lives there, so we really appreciate it. And also thanks to the American Creative Association. They're the ones that are getting these laws passed and overturning these bans. For sure. They do undeniably good work in that regard. And next, I'm going to turn to Louisiana. And I made a TikTok video, and I'll just play the audio from that video uh, to close out this podcast episode. There's a new article on KratomScience.com. Kratom Consumer Protection Act introduced in Louisiana legislature as East Feliciana Parish looks to ban. So there's now a Kratom Consumer Protection Act bill introduced in Louisiana. That is HB 572 that was introduced on March 31st. There's also a ban bill in Louisiana, HB 14. That is sponsored by DWI Lady, Representative Edmonston. And it's also sponsored by the Louisiana Sheriff's Association. Isn't it nice that they are trying to criminalize people so they can arrest them and put them in jail? This is Sheriff Jeff Travis speaking at the East Feliciana Police Jury. Uh, Police Jury is a name for some of the parish councils. This is an April 3rd, 2023 hearing, and they're talking about a possible ban ordinance in the parish of Kratom. Here's what he has to say about the ban bill sponsored by DWI Lady. Sheriff Travis, this is the show. I too was unprepared to speak on Kratom, but I am somewhat familiar with it. I'm, I'm, I'm in support of the bill that uh, Senator Kleinfeder talks about banning Kratom 100%. I can tell you that. Um, I believe it's not a good substance. I think it's being abused. And our legislative committee with the Louisiana uh, Sheriff's Association, this is a part of our legislative package this year, and we're going we're gonna to support the ban of prayer. So it seems like East Feliciana is going to wait to see if the state acts. Their session starts soon, and it ends in June, and they spoke about that at the meeting. But if you're okay with... Uh, sheriffs going around humping podiums in their pink shirts trying to make you a criminal for using Kratom in the state of Louisiana, then don't do anything. Just don't fight back. Maybe you're planning on moving to another state. But if I lived in Louisiana, I'd have a big problem with this and I'd be showing up at these meetings. So say no to HB 14 and support HB 574, the Kratom Consumer Protection Act, because that'll be the best way to keep a ban from happening in the state of Louisiana. And for a more detailed look at this, read the article on KratomScience.com. 
And that was from our TikTok account. It's K-R-A-D-M Science. And you can follow us on Twitter at Kratom Science, Facebook. Please like, subscribe, share, rate, review, comment. Give us a call, 412-353-9770. Email us, kratomscience2020 at gmail.com. The music is Risey. The song is Memories of Thailand. The Kratom Science Podcast is produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for kratomscience.com. Take care.